0: to another edition of the My Two Sense Podcast. This is episode 148, presented by G2, hosted by G2. I am G2. I would like to ask every single one of you, how are you doing today? And as you can hear from my voice, there is nothing wrong with me, but I would like to let everyone know your boy got sick this week and he was not uh, feeling the best. He felt very ill. He felt tired. Um, the normal symptoms that I usually have when I start feeling sick And my best symptoms that I know for me to get out of being sick or at least uh, fast forward the process is usually wearing a hoodie, wearing things heavy until I can sweat it out and just uh, feel ilky that day and feel ilky the next day. Hopefully by the time the ilk goes off in two days, I'm usually back to my normal self. And that usually uh, happens. It happened this week. The only difference was this week, whenever I sneezed and I was able to hold it in, and I usually am able to hold it in without no problems this time it hurt like a mother Um, and it wasn't like the usual hurt like you just hold it in like you ugh no I held it in and I felt a sharp stinging and pain all in my collarbone my chest I mean even in my head it was damning those first I'll say three days um but I'm good, I'm great, all the sickness is out of me, I do want to reiterate again what I've been saying for the past, what, two episodes, sickness um, is coming, the weather is changing, we're entering the fall season, you know the deal, get your medicines right, get your, everything that you need together so you won't uh, feel as bad as your boy did this past week. Now, with that out of the way, let's get into the uh, National Food Days of the week, today being October the 29th, it is National Oatmeal Day. Tomorrow, October 30th, it is Buy a Donut Day. So basically Donut Day, as well as National Candy Corn Day. And on October 31st, Halloween, it is National Caramel Day. Now, entering into November, November 1st, we have National Deep Fried Clam Days, as well as National Vinegar Day. Moving over to November the 2nd, it is National Deviled Egg Day. November the 3rd, National Sandwich Day. And to round this off, November 4th, it is National Candy Day. So, Those are your National Food Days of the Week for this week. And moving from that, i got to give some quick condolences of actors that we lost this past week. Um, We lost actor Cedric Jones. He passed away last Sunday at the age of 46. Um, No cause of death at this time. Uh, Apparently, he was known for uh, being in the terminal list. He had a uh, friendship with Chris Pratt from that uh, movie. I didn't know the man personally. I saw his face. I don't remember any of the movies that I've seen, but again, uh, recipes to Mr. Cedric Jones. Um, this week, we also had the passing of Richard Roundtree, the original shaft. He passed away at the age of 81. His manager would say that his cause of passing away was pancreatic, uh, cancer, which he was diagnosed with two months ago. So Richard Roundtree, he passed away from patriotic pancreatic cancer. Um, Recipes to him, love and condolences to his family, his uh, friends in the industry, all those individuals that knew Mr. Richard Roundtree. And to round us off with the condolences, we have another Richard, but it's Richard Mole. He was known for being the giant bailiff on the original night court. Um, He died at the age of 80. He passed away this past Thursday at his home um, in California. His publicist would tell, well, the news media, Um, I knew of Richard Mole for being like one of the villains in the original, not the original Casper, like one of the sequels of the Casper, that's the only reason how I knew the guy, once I saw his face pull up, something triggered in my head to remember, oh, that was a dude from Casper, alright, oh man, he died, but he had died at the age of 80, so again, once you start hitting those 80s, or even those late 70s, I think you've lived a... You lived a life. I'm not going to say a long, fulfilling life, because certain people's lives are different, as we all know, but you lived a life, so I'm not going to say, oh, he died so young or she died so young, but they lived a life, I think, that uh the family members, I understand they're going to be crying and all that stuff, but I think they should have had enough time with the person to be like, hey, mom or dad, they lived a life, or their friend lived a life that, hey, we don't have to cry but so much, they will want us to continue on, but again, Rest in peace to all these gentlemen that we lost this uh, past week. Good love and condolences to their uh, family and loved ones. Now, moving over away from that, I do have to talk about another uh, tragedy that happened this past week, which wasn't really covered that much. To my surprise, I got popped with this um, by looking on the Internet, and it just showed right up in my face. There was a hurricane that hit Mexico. It was uh, Hurricane Otis that like rolled through on Wednesday and made landfall. And from what it's telling me, at least from an article that I'm looking at right now, the country's death toll was reported to have risen to at least 39 after the hurricane hit them. Residents around, uh, Acapulco. We're seen digging through debris days after the storm, but it remains unclear how many people are still missing. The Mexican president released a lengthy statement Saturday, but did not address how many victims could still be in the need of help following the storm. A government report stated that 80% of hotels and resorts were damaged, which tend to be more substantial structures in the community. So, uh, yeah, I didn't know nothing about a hurricane hitting Mexico that... That's that's pretty bad, man. When you think about it, you would think that a hurricane should have uh, caught the news, but that didn't happen. Instead, what caught the news is something that was a tragic event that happened in Maine, which I will get to in a minute. But I think this should have got some coverage as well, because when a hurricane hits a location, especially with America like being everybody's business, I am just surprised how it didn't cover this, to be honest with you. Um, but Love and condolences go out to the people that lost loved ones in Acapulco. Um, yeah, I don't think people could really like get themselves prepared for a hurricane, they could do but so much. They can like board up their homes, they can get all the sandbags that they can, all, the want, all they want. They can try to unplug their electricity, try to like get in a safe place all you can. But a hurricane is just nothing but freakish winds and rain just constantly just rushing through. Uh, any place that is going through, so there's only so much you really can do with that. And knowing that 39 people have lost their lives and probably still more that are have probably lost their life, but also still missing now, is still uh, is still very very disheartening. My heart's goes out to them. My heart goes out to people in the Middle East. My heart goes out to people still in the Ukraine that's fighting this uh, war that's been going on for legitimately almost two years now, which is crazy to think, uh, my heart goes out to them. And also my heart goes out to the people in Hawaii who lost their homes this past year as well. So there's a lot of tragedies that's been going on, uh, year by year. It's insane when you really stop and think about it. But again, I want to just send my love condolences to everyone that lost, uh, loved ones and everything from, uh, Weather, natural destructions, all that stuff. Now moving over to the next topic that I want to talk about, the house, they have a new speaker. Well, they found one. Um they have elected Mike Johnson to be the speaker of the house. He was sworn into. So now he's the speaker. Congratulations for them. I'm glad they were actually able to find someone. Um, with the days looming closely for them to find a way to get everything together so there won't be a uh Government shutdown, I hope they're able to figure things out. I hope everything's able to get right, because if not, a lot of government workers are basically going to be without pay. That's all I personally ever care about. If we're going to be honest, I care about people being paid. As long as you pay the people, pay them right. That's all I care about. This House house, uh, Speaker, I'm glad they got someone. Hopefully, he's able to get things rolling, get uh, things together so there won't be a government shutdown. That's all I'm asking for. So again, congratulations to Mike Johnson. Hey, whoever he represents, that's cool. That's fine. I personally don't care. Just give the people some time and get them a deal in place so that there will not be a government shutdown. Because remember, if there is a government shutdown, only the people that are getting paid or you're like senators, your representatives, the people in the House, the people in Congress, those people, they are getting paid still, while the government workers, they will not get paid. They will still show up to work and still have the work basically free. And some people will get back pay. Some people will not. That's still not right. That's still not fair. So again, I hope that these people are able to figure out a deal so that you, the government workers, will not have to feel that strain, especially since we are in the holiday season. We are officially there now. Uh If you guys had a Halloween party uh, this past weekend, or you're going to be doing it on Tuesday where it officially is Halloween. Hey, congratulations. Dude, you do just be safe. That's one. But two, after Halloween is done, we are in Thanksgiving. We're literally there. And then remember now, certain people probably don't have stuff lined up. Certain people have not uh, gathered things for Christmas and got their gifts for their kids or their spouses. Certain people have not. If you are a government worker, you got to be aware of what's going on right now with this situation, because as I said, holidays here. If you guys don't get paid, you guys are damned, you guys are doomed, and you guys are basically just going to be a pissed off mug as this holiday is going on if some type of deal is not put in place. They still got a couple weeks before anything does come to uh, fruition, but I'm hoping that they... Figure something out so that you, the government workers, will not be pissed off this holiday because I don't want it to be uh, stealing season, which it already is for certain individuals in certain communities. Some of their items have been stolen, but I don't want it to be that way where people are not getting their items because a government worker is pissed off because they're not getting paid, so they feel the need to not give you what you paid for. Uh, That's how I feel. So again... I hope they get a deal straight so you, the government workers, will not uh, feel any type of strain from this uh, situation. Now, moving over into the biggest news that came out this week, there was a main mass shooting that happened, I believe, uh, Wednesday night, Thursday, they were looking for the man, Friday, they end up looking for the man, Friday night, they end up finding him, uh, the man ended up killing himself. Um. But that was already after he already killed 18 people. And before I forget, the shooter's name was Richard Carr. He was a firearms instructor. He was a U.S. Army reservist. He worked at a main recycling uh, corporation. And one of the workers told Associated Press that Carr worked there for a couple years and nothing about him stood out. Uh, The worker would say that he didn't remember when Carr was employed or whether he was fired or quit. It would say last summer, Richard Carr underwent a mental health evaluation after he began acting erratic during training. A U.S. official told the Associated Press a bulletin sent to police across the country shortly after the attack said Carr had been committed to a mental health facility for two weeks after hearing voices and threatens to shoot up a military base. So that already tells you something right there about Richard Card. The guy was not uh, well. He was not good. And I want to hearken this back to something. If you have been a long time listener of this podcast, you know that I am a college graduate and well, two time college graduate. And for both of my you got to complete something to really like graduate use. It's called a capstone for my capstone. I talked about veterans and whether it was the government's responsibility to take care of a veteran once they come back from overseas, because a veteran overseas, they see a lot of things, whether it's people in other country, the way that they look at them, the way that they are uh, perceived by other people, they have to, fear for their life day by day because they don't know if the people that are in that country that they're visiting is going to attack them or they're going to find them friendly, all of that stuff. And once they come back, how do Americans treat them for their time away serving the country? I've talked about that on a local situation because I was only able to get at my uh, VA that my father goes to because he's a vet. And I was able to talk to some vets there and how they've got some mental issues and how they're trying to overcome it and how uh the government's helping certain individuals but not helping all individuals and how certain vets have the stigma not to mention certain things to people and how they act erratic once they come back and how it takes them years to get out of it. I have done a capstone well two because the first one I did was for my first uh first Degree. While well, my second one, I basically not reworded it, but I went back to it and I updated it with more uh, details about it because I feel that the vets that come back from serving, they always have something on their shoulders because, as I said, and from what I've talked to them, they've seen things, they've uh, witnessed things that are completely unbelievable. To a regular person's mindset that you only hear in like movies or see in movies, TVs. Like, if you were to put yourself in their shoes, you'll be wondering how are you dealing with this day by day with not getting any type of help? Or why didn't you seek out help earlier for these things? And for this guy, Richard Carr, to have had mental health problems, how he had. Voices in his head and he threatened to shoot up a military base. I don't understand how they were not able to lock him away and get him help fully. He was only away for two weeks. That's not enough time, even to the average person. When someone is a complete like villain to someone or they're a bad person, two weeks is not going to be able to get their villainry out of them. For someone that is dealing with mental health problems, two weeks is not enough for someone that's dealing with voices in their head and they talk about committing violence of the magnitude of shooting up a place. That is not enough time for him to just be at a situation, be at a mental health facility. This is what I mean. The government should have taken care of their vets and this is just one of their situations that they failed at. I have said that the government should have taken care of us. They need to take care of us. There needs to be a plan in place. There need to be several steps in place for vets when they come out or when they come back from other countries and when they come back into American uh, life, when they come back into the American lifestyle, the circle, if you will. There needs to be something before they're able to even go back to their own Living facilities. They need to be in some type of halfway house where they can work a regular job, but they have to go back to other vets that are there waiting their time for them to be able to go to their homes. Because when you have that, you're able to study every single person in there and see how they're reacting, see how they come home to other people and see if they're good, if they're bad, if they're stressed out, if they're high strung, if they're just silent. All these things, because as I have mentioned before, These vets, they go through hell across the country when they leave out of America and they get into a new country. Certain people, they don't go through hell. They just actually enjoy themselves or they're in the service. But trust me, there's something within them that they still need to be checked out and they need to talk to a therapist once they come back. I said this and this is just one of the cases here. And I'm sad that 18 people died because of this. And people might say, well, it's not it's not the mental health thing. No, it is a mental health thing whenever you talk about a vet committing a act like this. 18 people were killed. 18. <laughs> Let me break this down to you. They said that the names and pictures of 15 men, two women, and a 14-year-old boy were in the shooting when they released. Uh, the names and pictures at a press conference. Dude, 15 men, two women, and a 14-year-old boy? Dog, no. No. This is not good. This is not right. All this stuff was terrible. They will say that uh, they found a suicide note at a home associated with Robert Carr on Thursday that was addressed to his son. Um, they said it didn't provide any specific motive for the shooting. See, that tells you right there. There's already some problems right there. They did would say that they recovered his cell phone in the home, making a search more complicated because authorities uh, routinely use phones to track suspects, the officials would say. So that tells you right there. He knew to leave his phone away and just leave it at the home. He wrote a note for his son Um Again, all this stuff is bad, but the main thing for me here is, one, I don't like people killing other individuals. I think nobody does. I think everybody understands it. It's nasty. It's gross. It's disgusting. But the biggest thing that I take away from this is that people that were serving, whether you're in the Army, the Navy, the military, all the other branches of service to America that are like involving military base. Again, I don't mean to disrespect the people because they're going to say that's not just, you know what I mean? All the veterans need to go and seek therapy. They need to seek medical help. They need to seek mental help because they're not right once they come back. They never are. It's never really talked about like that, and hopefully with this hopefully with this tragedy, this will become a big Thing to people instead of it going back to the usual gun violence gun this gun that we bring up gun violence whenever we have a regular civilian that's whenever you bring up the gun violence uh, issue in conversation at least in my thought process with this situation with it being a veteran I think this is more of a mental situation I think this is more of a government situation the government has blood on their hands because they let this guy go out Basically, just tap them on the head or tap them in the bag as they say, yep, back into the free world. You did your time. You did your service. All right, cool. You go back now. That's never how it's supposed to go. You're supposed to look after them. You're supposed to make sure they get checked every week to go and see a therapist or whatever may have you. That is something that needs to be done. But that didn't happen here, as we obviously can see. They failed. I feel that the government has blood on their hands with this. That's just me personally. But I think I'm a little bit too close to this type of situation because, as I said, my father is a vet and I've been able to go to the VA and I'm able to see all the veterans and talk to them. And now I have an understanding. And once I hear things like this, I'm able to say, yep, the government failed. They failed this. They failed this man. They failed the 18 people that lost their life here. The government failed. So if you're in the government and you're listening to me right now, I mean this. Before you send the people out from the country to come back in to the country that are serving in either branch, I don't care what branch of the military, army, navy, uh, whatever, have them go through multiple steps to make sure they're mentally ready to enter civilian life. That needs to happen. Because if not, we might end up with another situation like this since shootings are happening on a weekly by weekly basis. That's the truth, and nothing but the truth. People don't realize it because they don't pay attention to a lot of things, but when you pay attention to things like this magnitude, when you talk about the news so much, and you start to see so many people being killed almost weekly by a shooting, best believe, just because one vet does it, and this is the vet, there's probably going to be other vets that might come up with that idea now because they want to kill themselves, but they want to take other people out before they leave. And that's a terrible way to think about it, but it's the truth. So if you're a government official or you work somewhere in the government, please come up with a plan to get the veterans in a home, a halfway house, or get them some type of therapy. But still, the halfway house does need to happen before they enter back into civilian lifestyle completely. They need to be in a halfway house to see if they are ready to be fully capable of being immersed back into civilian life in civilian surroundings, not just for their safety, but for their loved one's safeties and for humanity's safety, to be completely honest. But again, I want to say rest in peace to uh, the families that lost loved ones, rest in peace to the loved ones that died because of this tragedy. And again, government officials, the gov, please look after your veterans, look after them because they need your help. Way more than you guys are uh, thinking. Now, on to the next topic here, as this comes from the Associated Press. As the title would read, Robert E. Lee's statue that prompted deadly protests in Virginia has been melted down. Uh, the article will state that a statue of the Confederate General Robert E. Lee that was a focal point of a deadly white nationalist protest in 2017 has been melted down and will be repurposed into new works of art. The Jefferson School African-American Heritage Center, a Charlottesville-based black history museum, said Thursday that the statue has been destroyed. The Charlottesville City Council voted in 2021 to donate the statue to the Heritage Center after it proposed a swords into Plowshare" project that would melt the statue and repurpose it into public art that expresses the city's values of inclusivity and racial justice, according to the proposed submitted to the city. The statue was taken down in 2021 after years of debate and delays. Uh, There were two groups that brought their idea and tried to sought to preserve the statue. Uh, Last year, they sued to block the city from donating it. But the judge in that case did toss out uh, that matter at a news conference Thursday. Heritage Center officials said they now plan to solicit proposals on how to repurpose the statue. The center hopes to pick an artist next year and is conducting a $4 million fundraising uh, campaign. But as of right now, the bronze statue has been melted down into uh, bars, uh, bronze, I believe, and stamped with the words swords into pillow shares. So, there you have it right there. A Confederate general statue has been melted down. I don't see how that is a big thing. I don't understand why even, even in 2017 that was a big thing. I understand uh, certain people in the South, they hold on to certain things, but this is one thing you shouldn't be holding on to. Again, even if you are going to use the excuse that this is uh history, you want to preserve history, when the hell did America ever preserve the history of the losers? America has always propped up the winners. We have propped up the winners in every uh, area of life. We only talk about uh, losing situations only when... Uh, a issue happens, and then on the flip side, in the end, we always come out the winner. We want an example: Pearl Harbor. Anytime Pearl Harbor comes about, we talk about what happened, but then we immediately fast forward us, fast forward to us, uh, dropping an atomic bomb over there and basically winning uh World War II. let Let's just call it a buck. So for people to get stupid in 2017 and do what they did with the running down, uh, people, it, it was stupid in. All for it to end with a statue being molted down and now they're going to repurpose it. I'm glad it's happening, but this thing should never happen in the beginning with. I just never understand why the Confederate uh, people are able to get statues. This was something that surprised me. And living in the South, we have a freaking uh, holiday to commemorate and celebrate the Confederacy, which, again, is completely insane. The Confederate army, they lost. That's just what it is. They lost. How the hell did they get a holiday? I I don't understand it. Again, not from my understanding, not for me to uh, try to poke my head into. If I did talk to a... Uh, I would like to talk to a government leader. I would. You know what? I really would. To understand how in the hell do we have a Confederate holiday in the South. I would love to understand that one. That, I just don't understand. It bugs me out a little bit when I had to think about it, but... Hey... I'm glad that this uh, statue got well melted down. Hopefully, they find someone to uh, create a unified statue of whatever they want to build. Again, it's $4 million, so if you are an artist, I will say probably go to Virginia and try to see if you guys can uh, probably submit something for a inclusivity uh, project to hopefully showcase what you got. Because $4 million would basically be at your disposal to do what you want with that project. Just don't try to uh, run away with the money. That's all I ask of you. Because if you do, you best believe they're going to be going after you for that money. That's all. Now, next on to the next topic here. Uh, this is this is a topic that I want people to really pay attention to. Because I'm about to read you this. And I, as I said before, really pay attention to what I'm about to tell you. This has come from The Telegraph. The title will read Bakery Ordered to Pay... 20 pounds, well, excuse me, 20,000 pounds to worker who urinated in mixing bowls. A Barcelona bakery has been ordered to pay more than 20,000 pounds to a worker who was fired after being caught urinating in mixing bowls. Catalina's high court ruled that Neurocrescent had acted unlawfully when it dismissed the woman after citing evidence gathered by a surveillance camera in a changing area used by the staff. Footage captured by the CCTV had shown the woman, who has not been named, crouching down and urinating on several occasions into various containers used to produce the bakery's goods. Nero Creston said it had hired the services of a detective company to catch the worker out. The firm verified how the woman had squatted and urinated into a bowl while at work, at the bakery said. It alleged she had thrown the contents of the bowls containing her urine into a sink before rinsing it in water and depositing it with the rest of the clean utensils that were later to be used in production tasks for the consumption of customers. The woman, who has not been named, received a dismissal letter while on sick leave in the summer of 2018, a decision she decided to challenge in the courts. Now, the courts heard that bakery, which made cakes and bread, did not have a designed changing room, meaning workers had to change in and around an area also used for production. Under Spanish law, cameras cannot be installed in areas intended for employees' rest and recreation, such as changing rooms, lavatories, and dining rooms. Filming in such places constitutes an invasion of a person's right to privacy. The court noted in its ruling that employees had not been informed of the installation of the CCTV camera. The bakery tried to argue that the recording was... Legitimate as the area concerned was used for food production, but the court rejected the claim due to the mixed use of space. It ordered Neer Crescent to pay the woman $25,336 in compensation for pay not received as a result of her dismissal. So, here's my thing on this. This woman got away with urinating in supplies on the technicality. So she got paid money. I don't think that's right. I think that is not great at all. The court is more hung up on the company installing cameras in a changing area where there's not supposed to be cameras. They're not supposed to be uh, recording them in any of these situations. As I said, changing rooms, laboratories, dining rooms, you're not supposed to have cameras there. And apparently nobody from the place was notified of cameras being installed. Cameras there, you're watching, they're watching you. I don't have a problem with a company installing cameras. That's always going to happen in every business, every company. You have people that have cameras there to watch people's moves. That's there. Whether you know it or don't know it, you know some type of way it is there. Now, my thing is... This woman pissed in containers that were used to make baked goods for the customers. I don't give a damn how many times you wash it out. No, that is disgusting. It's called You throw out that container. You throw out whatever you just pissed in and you throw it out. That's what you do. You are putting a lot of people's health in risk. Even though people might say, "Well, that person washed it," you shouldn't even say that as a response after you hear that someone pissed in a container that was part of the making of baked goods. Dog, nah, nah. This woman got off with a technicality, and that's crazy. That's insane to me. Now, do I know if there was lavatories, bathroom, like bathrooms there? I don't know. They said that she did it in a change room, but they technically had no change room. She. Did it around like a uh, place where they make production. Dog, listen, I don't care what it is. If you don't have a bathroom at the place you work at, one that's insane to me. That's something that you and your other uh, co workers should be like tapping at the boss to say, Hey, oh, we need a bathroom here so we can use restroom here. That's something that you and your cohorts have to come together and band together to kind of put your foot into your boss's. Ass for that. Now, if you don't have a bathroom at your job, I will say you probably want to, you probably have to, not want to, you probably have to go to other places so you can't use the restroom, which again is still insane to me. However, this does not, and I repeat, this does not excuse the fact that this woman pissed into containers that made goods for the people. That's not great. That's not good, but Ultimately, she ended up getting paid, as I said, because of a technicality. This is why I don't like technicalities like that. But in every country, there's always going to have somebody uh, with a technicality, even though I don't care what you say. You tell someone this exact story, even with everything. I think people will still say that was nasty. Point, blade, period. If you don't say that's nasty as your number one thing, I have to question what your ideas are, at least because... You putting people's risk, putting like people's health in danger. And again, I will say this every time when something nasty happens when it comes down to people's health. We just got out of COVID, ladies and gentlemen. We literally just got out of COVID last year. Everybody felt extremely. Comfortable with being back outside. 2021, people were apprehensive. But 2022, people were ready, running and gunning, being back outside. Fully loaded. 2023, where everybody's back to being normal once again. But we literally just got out of COVID. And you just have this situation right here. Someone pissing into containers. No. That's nasty. That's disgusting. This woman got off on a technicality. Well, she got money off of a technicality. And again, I don't like technicalities like that, but who... Who's going to change it? Because it's going to constantly happen. Every court system has it. Every country has technicalities to things. That's just where we're at with this. But again, I wanted to read you this. And I want you guys to all pay attention to this. Be careful what bakeries you guys go to. And look around to see if they have bathrooms. Because if they don't have... You got a question now. Where do these workers use the restroom? Because... There's probably more occasion like this than you know or think about. And you don't really think about these type of things because you usually go in these places and just grab what you got to grab and then dip out and leave. But now, as I said, with me telling you about this, please do some looking around whenever you enter a bakery, whenever you enter a restaurant, whenever you enter any of these establishments. Just look around and see if they got uh, restrooms and just see. Because if they don't, Start questioning where do your employees use the resume Start questioning just all these things because you don't want to end up like a couple of these people that probably got some baked goods from these places. Because if I got baked goods from this uh, bakery, there's no way in hell I'm not suing. After hearing this, there's no way in hell I'm not suing them. There's no way. But again, be mindful, be careful where you uh, go and pick up your stuff. Now, moving on to the next topic here, as this is more of a billionaire's-like type of scandal right here. That's going to be a talking point for a lot of the billionaires, and even some millionaires. Uh, this has come from Business Insider. Married billionaire Eric Schmidt reportedly invested in a company run by a 29-year-old entrepreneur, who they are alleging is his girlfriend, the former CEO of Google. Eric Schmidt, who has been married for over 40 years, invested $100 million into a company led by... Michelle Ryder, who is said to be his girlfriend, Forbes would report. Ryder's company is a startup incubator. Schmidt, who is a 68-year-old man and worth $19 billion, per Forbes, serves as its chairman, according to his bio on the company's website. And they would say that it is pulled directly from Wikipedia's uh, annotations and all. He's a very, very active, charming man. Michelle Ryder, the company's 29-year-old CEO, told Forbes of Smiths, we have a very typical CEO-chairman relationship. Uh, both of them would decline to discuss the status of their relationship with Forbes, and they did not respond to insider's request for comments. Now, uh, they would say that the girl Michelle Ryder told Forbes she met Eric Smith through a connection at Columbia Law School. She was romantically linked to Eric in 2021 when the New York Post ran a story saying they were spotted together in New Mexico watching a Virginia uh, Galactic launch. Listen, I personally do not care about this, but this is going to be a thing because people are going to wonder, Yo dog, you are worth $19 billion and you've been married for over 40 years, dude. Are you insane? That's going to be a talking point between a lot of the dudes' podcasts in the next couple of days or even weeks whenever this thing starts really picking up traction. People are really going to be, like, really talking about this. And again, I don't understand why this be picking up news, why this thing even gets gets air like that. Because scandals like this, or even, like, potential scandals like this of a married person with a... uh, Alleged relationship. It shouldn't be public news unless like somebody's partner ends up passing away because of this or being killed because of this. That's the way I feel about it. But again, I kind of understand this situation because my man's worth 19 billion dollars. He invested a hundred million dollars into the alleged girlfriend's uh company. That's a lot of money, whether you are a billionaire or a millionaire. That's a lot of money for anyone. A hundred million dollars you invested into a company That is said to be your girlfriend or your alleged girlfriend's company. That's insane. A lot of people are going to say that. Hell, I say that. That's crazy. But you got to remember, these are business games. I'm not thinking that he just invested $100 million just liquid into it. He probably got some people to help invest in it as well. I'm not going to try to uh, count my man's pockets here. But just think about this, dude. You are worth $19 billion and you are letting things out like this I don't know, again, I personally do not care, but it's more than likely going to come out more and more uh, when things start to come around and again we'll see what happens uh, maybe him and his wife probably got some uh, agreement that he gets to have a side piece or a girl in the side while she gets to do her thing I don't know Again, this is a married people's business. A lot of this stuff gets reported. A lot of this stuff gets talked about like this. Only time anybody ever truly cares, as I said, is whenever someone dies because of it, or someone gets murdered or it's someone like real high profile and then like, whoop, now you're out there with someone else and you get caught busted cheating. But again, this is what's going on right now with this billionaire. We'll talk about it more whenever more things come out. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. Time will tell, right? Now, next up, former NBA star, Dwight Howard. My guy, you have been... Uh, you've been talks for the last couple months. And for people that don't know, Dwight Howard, uh, he is denying sexual assault allegations because a man is saying that uh, Dwight Howard basically forced himself onto him. Um, As this was reported... By USA Today, in response to a sexual assault and battery allegations raised against him in a civil lawsuit in Georgia, former NBA star Dwight Howard denied the claims and is seeking to have the suit dismissed, according to the report. ESPN obtained court documents in which Howard said consensual sexual activity took place with the man at Howard's Georgia home in July 2021. Also, according to the claim, Howard denied causing any harm to the man. According to ESPN, the man originally filed the civil complaint in July in which he alleges that he and Howard began corresponding in May 2021 over direct messages on Instagram. The messages per the filing led to the alleged encounter in July of that year at which the man claims that uh, Dwight Howard sexually assaulted him. In the July claim, the man also alleges that Howard cause intentional infliction of emotional distress, and false imprisonment. We fully anticipated Mr. Howard to raise the issue of consent in his answer, the man's attorney told ESPN before adding that the client did not consent. USA Today does not reveal the identity of the alleged victims of the sexual assault. Dwight Howard's legal team responded to the claims, alleging that the man sought payment to (laughs) to keep the interaction private. What was a private consensual encounter was made public for profit, and Mr. Howard looks forward to bring the truth to light in a court of law. The allegations against Mr. Howard are contested. Mr. Howard intends to present the truth. The truth is Mr. Howard blocked the alleged victim on social media and then was confronted with two options, paid to protect his reputation or have a fabricated story made public Despite being an easy target due to the subject matter and his status as a celebrity, Mr. Howard chose to trust in the justice system and will rely on all future court filings to speak for himself. Now, what they are saying is Dwight Howard uh, got with the dude at his home. There was another dude that walked in. They had a threesome, Uh, the alleged a uh, victim saying that he did not know about another party coming into their uh sexual activity until it happened, and then, well, it happened. Now, here's my thing. Oh, yeah, I'm saying that Dwight Howard want not let him leave. Listen, this is going to be what it is. I don't know the truth. I don't think anybody knows the truth about this, except for Dwight Howard and Homeboy. The big thing about this is that it's an NBA player, basically... Uh, I hate to even put it like this because ah, we all know what it is. An NBA player coming out as a gay man or not even a gay man, a man that just likes messing around with dudes. He might be bisexual. Who knows? But it's still a big thing whenever this type of stuff happens because it's not really talked about a lot in the male-dominated, like, hetero sports like that. NBA Uh, NFL, like those are the two big things. I'm not even certain about baseball, to be honest with you. I'm not certain about that, but more NBA and NFL, if someone is a gay athlete, the stigma around it is that usually you will be perceived and looked at a certain type of way, and a lot of players might not want you on their team or what may have you, and such and such. You guys kind of know the drill where I'm getting at here. Now, Dwight Howard, he hasn't played in NBA, I think, what, in a year? He's been internationally playing overseas. Uh, I don't... I would rather wait until everything comes out. I would rather wait to see what the judge and the uh, evidence that comes out about Dwight Howard and his activities with the guy. I mean, there was certain stories coming out like a couple months ago about Dwight Howard messaging dude and their uh text messages coming out in public i didn't pay no attention to that because i thought okay who cares it's dwight howard and he slept with a dude i don't think that's again such a big news topic but now with the dude saying that dwight howard sexually assaulted him and wouldn't let him leave basically kept him as a prisoner with ah I'm not here for that. I would rather wait to see what all the evidence is going to be coming out. See how people are going to react to Dwight Howard. A lot of people are already making funny memes and funny skits about Dwight Howard. And now everybody's saying that knowing that Dwight Howard likes to sleep with men, people are making spoofs and everything. Again, on the internet, everything's going to be funny jokes and ha ha ha. But this is a guy that's really going through something, and I would like to preserve certain things. Again, get your jokes off. I think people always know what's going to happen, but always keep in mind that this is an actual human being here. Dwight Howard, he has been uh, the butt of people's jokes for some time now. Just be careful with the jokes that you're making, because you don't know... Certain people's mental mind frame, as we already talked about earlier with the whole main shooting, you got to be careful of people's mental mind frame, know where they're at. We don't know right now where the mindset of Dwight Howard is, so please be careful with your joking. Again, jokes are going to come off and get off, but please be careful with what you say because the internet is the internet and anybody can see what you're saying and best believe probably Dwight Howard has probably saw some of your jokes and saw what you guys have wrote. So please, again, be careful, be mindful of someone's mental health. And again, I want to again, extend my uh, heartfelt uh, situation out to the alleged victim because anything could happen. Dwight Howard probably could. He probably couldn't. We don't know until everything comes out. So my love, my well, wishes go out to both Dwight Howard and the alleged victim until things come out. And then once that happens, we'll see what happens. Now, next up, um, I want to talk about a little bit about Jonathan Major's situation right now. Uh, Jonathan Major's accuser has been arrested in New York this past uh, week, but she will not be prosecuted. Uh, the woman who accused Jonathan Majors, of assaulting her during a dispute in March, was arrested Wednesday night on suspicions of assault and criminal mischief related to the same incident, according to a source with knowing of the matter, as this was reported by CNN. Uh, Jonathan Majors' former girlfriend voluntarily surrendered to the police in New York City and was given a desk appearance ticket to appear in court at a later date. The source said the charges are both misdemeanors. Uh, The ex-girlfriend and her attorney have... Not publicly commented on the case, which will not be prosecuted. So, there you have it. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office has officially declined to prosecute the case against uh, Jonathan Major's ex-girlfriend because it lacks prosecutional merit. The matter is now closed and sealed. A spokesman for the Manhattan DA told CNN in a statement on Thursday. So, They're not going to prosecute her, but they're still going after Jonathan Majors for doing allegedly the exact same thing. His trial is set to start on November 29th. I believe that is after Thanksgiving, so they're at least going to allow Jonathan Majors to have a pleasant or at least hopefully have a pleasant Thanksgiving. Again, nobody knows what happened with Jonathan Majors and the ex-girlfriend. Nobody knows anything. We're going to have to wait and see what the court and his team pulls out, and the DA pulls out, I would like to know, personally, this is one that's really caught everybody's interest, because Jonathan Majors, he was the next man up for black male Hollywood uh, actors, he was the next guy up, he was doing Creed, uh, I believe Creed 3, he was the villain in that one, but it came off well, people were doing rave reviews for him in that one, Um, he was doing, what, Low-key, he was Kang. Again, the Marvel stuff is still up in the air, because the outcome of this trial with Jonathan Majors, either being guilty or not guilty, that will tell if he's still going to be riding with Marvel, or Marvel's going to drop him. Uh, Jonathan Majors, he was supposed to be in different autobiographies. He got dropped by that. Um, I mean, he was just the talk of the town earlier this year, and then once this thing came out, slam. A lot of things happened. His uh, people that represented him left like left him. His agency left him. Uh, he got pulled out of certain, I believe it was either it was Army or some type of military service commercials kind of like dropped him. A lot of things started to get pulled away from John the Majors this year off of this incident that happened in March. And we're now coming into November. This is the last... Uh, last Sunday of October. We're only a couple days into coming into November. So again, a lot of things got pulled from Majors, but the biggest thing that still stayed with them is Marvel. So again, he has that to hold on to until this trial starts. And as the trial will progress, we're going to see if Marvel will still stand with Jonathan Majors or will they pull their support and basically drop him like entirely we're gonna have to wait and see but that was just something that interesting to me that his ex the da decided to say yep we're not gonna prosecute her they want to go after the big fish I think that's wrong I think they should uh try to go after whoever did what was alleged here if she did mess with him and assaulted him guess what you gotta you gotta get at her if he assaulted her you gotta get at him the way you're getting at him for thinking that you was that he assaulted her you're getting at him? Okay. You got to do the same thing to the girlfriend or the ex, but you're not doing it? Okay. We'll wait and see when, as I said, when more information comes out, we'll wait and see. We'll talk about it whenever uh, it comes out. But at least now we finally, and I hopefully they stick to this, because personally, I hope Jonathan Majors gets through with this. I hope the court system gets through with this. Uh, they have been switching this court date multiple times throughout this year. Hopefully this is the final like set date and actually get started. And uh, yeah, that's about it for Jonathan Major's uh, talk for right now. Now next up, on to another court uh, situation that got handled. Kris Jenner, she settles a lawsuit over allegedly sexually harassing an ex-bodyguard. According to the legal documents obtained by the blast, the bodyguard filed for a dismissal of the entire case in September 2020 that the one-time bodyguard accused Chris Jenner of making unwanted sexual advances while he worked for her and her daughter, Kourtney Kardashian. In the filing, the former bodyguard filed a request for dismissal asking the court to dismiss the entire action of all parties with prejudice. This means the case is permanently dismissed and cannot be brought to court to be tried in the future for whatever reasons. It should be noted that before the dismissal the case was taken to Arbitration where both parties would negotiate the allegations and case. The details of the discussions remain unknown. Who would have thought? However, this is no proof that money was exchanged between Jenner and the former security guard whose name is withheld. This could also mean the famous Momager won the case fair and square. It is quite an interesting case. In many cases, there are insurance companies involved. And in this case, the company... This person worked for was also sued. In other words, any of the above could have paid up or he could have gotten zero. It is also possible one of the other defendants settled the case for everyone involved. The blast broke the news during the COVID-19 pandemic where the former bodyguard of African-American ethnicity sued Jenner and her eldest daughter for sexual harassment. a a hostile work environment, racial discrimination, and gender discrimination. The bodyguard claimed he began working for the Kardashian-Jenner family in May 2017 and alleged that Jenner embarked on a pattern of conduct involving non-consensual physical contact with the plaintiff of an inappropriate and sexual manner. The alleged victim, who worked for a private security company in Calabasas, claimed Jenner and his security company in a joint venture, acted as his direct supervisors. Well, not supervisors, superiors. As a result, he was often in close contact with the famous matriarch who reportedly subjected him to a persistent and shocking pattern of sexual harassment and gender discrimination. The ex-security guard accused the mom of sex of frequent... okay. That's enough. He accused her of groping him on some occasions. Listen here, dog. You know what time it is. When you are working for the Kardashians, Jenner family, you know what time it is, dude. That is a circus. I've said it before. Everybody in Hollywood kind of knows this already. Dude, you got to know what comes with that. Now, do I think anybody should be sexually harassed or harassing any type on a job? Hell no. That's not cool. That's not right. Now, what you should know is, as I said before, they are a circus. Hollywood cannot mess with the Kardashian family like that. To a certain degree, the Kardashian family kind of run Hollywood in their own special way. That's just the truth. They came from literally lawyer, like prestige over to now reality, millionaire, billionaire status over here. They are literally hand in hand with Hollywood, dude. You are never winning this case at all. You should have tried to get some money out of her. I hope you did and just call it a day. My guy, dude. No, I think anybody that works for the Jenner family, Kardashian family, you need to kind of be alert on certain things, kind of look around Look at who's been in that family circle and then see who's been out of the family circle. Look and see what happened during that time and look and see what happened after that time. See how people were speaking about them. You know what time it is. You, again, I'm not trying to shame homeboy. I just wanted to be clear when I say this. You have to be, you have to be aware of your surroundings. You have to be aware of the people that you are supposedly, supposed to uh be a security for you've heard of the stories about the Kardashian families for years now so again hearing something like this this doesn't shock me at all but you just know that you are not gonna you're not gonna beat them like that. You're just not it is what it is. And also especially as I said people are making millions and billions out of that family. You got the daughters uh well what are their names? Chloe and Kendall making money Kim, big baller, making money on top of money, and she just made millions of dollars, what, I believe this past week, for introducing Skims, wear but for men? I mean, just made millions of dollars right there. Dude, call it a day. Let this be a message for anyone that is planning on working for the Kardashian-Jenner family. Know what you're getting yourself into. Please, do your research. Look into... As I said, people that were in that circle or in that bubble and see how they were talked about, see how they were portrayed, all that good stuff, and then see how they talk about the Kardashian-Jenner family after they left or were kicked out of that quote-unquote bubble. Because as I said before, that whole thing is a circus, so please be careful of what you do in that circus and please be uh, cautious of said circus. Now, with that being said, I think that's everything I wanted to talk about today, so it's time for me to get you guys out of here. I want to thank all the podcast sites that have me on their uh, sites, because without them, I wouldn't be able to get this podcast out to you guys, the listeners, so I want to thank them, and I also want to thank you guys, the listeners, the downloaders, because without you, I would just be one guy talking into a mic, into a black void. So I want to appreciate and thank every single one of you, because I see from where the downloads are coming from every single day, every single week. And I appreciate you, whether you're in the United States, you're in the international waters, I appreciate every single one of you. And always remember. I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. I do love every single one of you. This is not a gimmick. This is me telling you the truth. This is just me just being me. So with that being said this isn't a goodbye this is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again i want you guys to have a great weekend and a great week you guys are here for me again on my wednesday episode that's called a midweek breakdown if you guys watch or listen to professional wrestling i have a podcast out uh yesterday for my saturdays other was wrestling holidays of the week and if you don't listen to any of those two other episodes you'll be hearing from me again next sunday right here on my two cents podcast so with that being said i love you all i thank you and kanye can you please take these people home? I'm tired, you tired, uh-huh. Jesus wept.